And we're back with another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand exactly what they're talking about in the news today. I'm Jack, and with me as always is the fabulous Jennifer. Hey, everybody. And before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe, comment down below, let us know if you hate us or if you love us. And don't forget to follow all of our social media accounts if, you know, you don't hate us. Or I guess if you do, that's fine too. Yeah, you can see all of our posts and comment repeatedly, rudely comment all of them that's if, fine you, if with you don't us. like us. But let's get into it. We have an article about student loans. One of my favorite topics. One of my favorites too, because I think we're both... Drowning. In a heap of trouble. Then, yeah. Drowning. Drowning. Um, but this is a new one. And, and we have talked about them before, so mm-hmm. we'll link that up above. But this one they're talking about, it's a new bill. Okay. And they want to make it easier for students who have loans, outstanding loans of greater than 10 years, they want to make it easier for them to file for bankruptcy on those loans. Well, currently, I don't think any bankruptcy has student loans qualified you can file for bankruptcy and everything gets erased except your student loans i have heard repeatedly and i think you're right because student loans follow you to the grave and they get transferred on to like a family member i don't think no i don't think it's that bad the i this is my antidotal evidence okay i called the student loan office years ago and i asked them outright you know just hypothetically, if I went to school Bye. till the day I die, do I have to pay the loans back? And they said, no, because you'll be in school. Uh-huh. So that's a little <laughs> trick out there for all of you. And then I said, what happens if you die? Because, of, of yeah. course. They said, oh, it gets passed on to someone else. That, no. No, they can't do that. I mean, I guess they can. They have to collect. That's, no, that's wrong. That is so wrong. Please, someone tell me how I can remove my mom as a cosigner, like, immediately. Maybe that's, like, the fountain of youth that'll keep you living forever. <laughs> keep if you they alive have, forever. You, yeah, until you, you pay, pay back your, your loans, you don't get to die. Goodness. I mean, okay, cool. Immortality. Sounds good to me. They'd make you work for them, I'm sure. Well, okay. But anyway, this, so what's the bill actually saying? So this article is from Yahoo Finance. Okay. Okay, so it starts off, while some progressive Democrats continue to push the, push the president to cancel student loan debt, there's a bipartisan effort underway to overhaul the student loan system in another way. By making bankruptcy discharges more accessible for student debtors. Senator, Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin and Senator John Cornyn announced a new bill called the Fresh Start Through Bankruptcy Act of 2021 last week to better enable borrowers to seek a student loan discharge in bankruptcy. Student loan debt follows you to the grave, Durbin See? stated. Only to the grave. I think that person you talked to was just mistaken or teasing you. Maybe. But I've told everyone this, and now maybe I've misled. <laughs> so now so I've many people are so misled. Many people. Oh, no. Oh, no. So. Our bipartisan bill finally gives student borrowers, some who were misled into taking out costly loans by predatory for-profit colleges, a chance to get back on their feet when they have no other realistic path to repay their loans. I don't know if I really agree with students being misled by predatory for-profit colleges. I feel like we're misled by all the colleges. Or everybody. 
parents, teachers, high schools. I mean, don't they literally teach you like in your last year of high school? I don't, you know, I was homeschooled, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, don't they literally teach you how to file like on FAFSA and get student loans or something? Like, I it, don't know. They, my high school paid no attention to me <laughs> whatsoever. Okay. Well, that's, that's what I was um, doing. I guess and they only paid attention to the students who were the students the ones in the oh you don't know you were (laughs) the graduate plus classes or whatever like the the advanced yeah like advanced english Mm -hmm. advanced science they only paid attention yeah yeah those were the kids that would go on they were probably filing for fafsa i don't yeah probably Uh, and again i that's just something i've heard that they like literally teach you that in high school like how to do it maybe which is scary but yeah, I mean, we're didn't all teach you how inf- to do taxes, but yeah, but they don't teach you. Yeah, sorry. No, no, but everyone is to blame for people going to college when maybe they should not be going to college mm-hmm. or getting a degree for something they probably shouldn't be getting mm-hmm. a degree in. But anyway, if passed, the bill would w- would allow federal student loans to become eligible for discharge in bankruptcy proceedings 10 years after the borrower's first loan payment comes due. Okay, so that makes sense. So you can't just like go to school and then stay in school and then be like, okay, I'm gonna file bankruptcy. Oops, I'm bankrupt. <laughs> oh no, how could I have seen that coming being in school for 18 years? Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Uh, Jason Luliano, associate professor of law at the University of Utah and an expert on student loan bankruptcy law, told Yahoo Finance that the bill's 10-year waiting period was noteworthy. Ooh, good choice of words. Mm -hmm. First, he says, it would ensure that people who have struggled to repay their student loans for at least a decade can benefit from bankruptcy's fresh start and to get their lives back on track. And second... It would ensure that the student loan credit market continues to function. My first thought, and I'm sure they've thought about this too, is what if I just don't pay my loans for 10 years? And then I say, yeah, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I'm going to file. So does it say something about like you have to be making payments or at least like filed for deferment for whatever reason because i'm in the student loan forgiveness program working my way towards it and i have to make x number of qualifying payments Mm -hmm. while also meeting the standard of working for a nonprofit organization right don't you have to be working for a nonprofit for 10 years it's 10 and it doesn't have to be consecutive so Mm -hmm. if i'm working for a nonprofit organization for five years and then i stop Mm-hmm. I'm just on pause for that. I still have to continue making my payments. Mm-hmm. That can't stop. But those payments don't go towards my application for forgiveness. Only when I'm working for a nonprofit organization, which I have been for my entire career. But So what is the rationale behind that? Because you're doing, quote unquote, a good deed for working for a nonprofit organization. Well, it's the... Um, public service student mm-hmm. loan forgiveness. So essentially like working in the field of public service. So So you're doing a good thing for society, therefore we're going to be I mean it sounds a little more trivial when you say like a good deed. I mean like I Well, I mean you are doing a good deed. I'm just I put everything in air quotes. Yeah. But because you're doing a, a good deed, 
they're going to repay your loans for doing something that's bettering they society. They will allow in a way. me to apply to have my loans forgiven. Oh, but that doesn't mean you'll it does. Get them. It's not automatically guaranteed. Okay. It still has to be reviewed and things like that. Mm -hmm. I've heard it's very hard, but you know, we're still going to do it. So oh, we'll it, it, it's the field I'm in anyway. So mm -hmm. I, my point is basically like, why not? But the going back to this, like, I mm -hmm. feel like you need to at least have like a good faith effort to be paying these loans back before they're just like, oh, yeah, you can file for bankruptcy and have them. Oh, of course. Otherwise, it'd be a total scam on behalf oh, of the- Oh, total scam. So. Yeah. Uh, they say this is an excellent proposal that ha would help align schools' incentives with their student incentives, Luliano explained. Instead of engaging in an ever-increasing tuition arms race, underperforming schools would be forced to cut tuition or improve employment prospects for their students. Totally fair. And they mention all that. And- Essentially, what it comes down to is that the institutions are going to be kind of held accountable. This so is fantastic. If they, it says here that if colleges had consistently high default rates or low re repayment rates, then the colleges would have to pay back uh, at least a portion of the loans that, that would be filed for bankruptcy. Oh. Which could be a good thing because if student loans or if tuition is too high and people can't pay it back, it might incentivize them to lower the tuition because then it's more likely that they won't have to shell out any any amount mm -hmm. from anyone filing bankruptcy. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that could be a possibility. Putting it back on the, on the colleges. So. And it says roughly 45 million Americans hold more than 1.7 trillion in federally backed student loan debt. Although I did pull up a number here, and it was 1.73 million borrowers have student loans outstanding 10 years, and that's 78.4 billion. So it's a fraction of, of the total student loan debt, mm -hmm. but it's still something. Yeah. Uh, and it goes on to state that discharging student loans through bankruptcy, while difficult, is not impossible. That said, there is there was an era when it was a much easier process. Before 1976, student loans were treated like other types of unsecured debt bankruptcy. If you were facing financial ruin, you could get relief, Durbin explained. Okay, but Sorry to cut mm -hmm. you off, but like also, what were student loans in 1976? Oh, much lower. I mean, we hear the stories all the time, even if you adjust for inflation. Yeah. It's still ridiculously high now. Anyway, sorry. But I totally get your point. Uh, but then Congress got the idea that student borrowers were running to bankruptcy courts right after graduation. Which, of course, we talked about. That's yeah. probably what they would do if there was no contingency. Okay, but also, like, was it really happening as much as the government thought it was? Or were they just like, oh, no! What if it did? So, Because I feel like they do that a lot. Mm -hmm. This notion was based on more antidote than data. Yeah, so you're right. You're right. Yeah. So they probably didn't actually have data to back it up, but they were just concerned. You know, honestly, maybe that colleges petitioned and said well we're not going to donate to your campaign if, Always. if there's the possibility that someone could go running to the courts but, so congress started passing laws to make it harder over time the bankruptcy code became more restrictive for all student debtors 
In most personal bankruptcy cases involving student debt, a judge now applies the Brunner test, a three-pronged test applied to student loan borrowers who filed adversary proceedings seeking, the, seeking to discharge educational debt to determine if specific student loans caused a borrower to suffer undue hardships. So there's your, there's your limit there. I was going to say, and, and I've just always been told, like, rule of thumb for me is, all right, if you file for bankruptcy, not that I've been planning to or anything, but if you file for bankruptcy, everything can get cleared except those darn student loans. Mm -hmm. So, And then it says, starting with the 1987 case called Brunner, Courts have interpreted the phrase to set an impossibly high bar for relief, yeah. Durbin said. To pass the Brunner test of undue hardships, you have to convince a bankruptcy judge that it is hopeless that you'd ever repay debt. While the Department of Education or its guarantee, guarantee, oh, guarantee agencies are on... That's how you spell that. I don't think so. <laughs> or its guarantee agencies are on the other side arguing against you. While Durbin went on to stress that proving undue hardship is nearly impossible, Luliano disagreed. The impossibility of providing or of proving undue hardship specifically is not the case. Based on his research of bankruptcy cases, an estimated 60% of people who attempt to discharge their student loan in bankruptcy are successful. That's pretty good odds. The problem I see with this is it's still left up to, not really chance, but based on various factors yeah. that would allow you to go through with the bankruptcy. Is that still going to be the rule, though, with this new bill? Like, Or, or is it going to be, like, my question now is, like, what are they doing to make it easier? Are we not? Yeah, they didn't really explain that at all. It just seems like they're making it they're bringing it back yeah. to file for bankruptcy, but they haven't mentioned anything about what are they going to do to to investigate whether or not you, you, you've you had undue hardship. Mm -hmm. They mentioned that, you know, Luliano has his own evidence, and he says that 60% of people who attempted to discharge their student loans in bankruptcy were successful. But that's under the current system. So, again, that goes back to my question, like, what are what is your bill going to do to make that easier? Right, and that's not something that they've explained. Yeah, in, in, unless I'm reading this wrong, which is entirely possible. And that would be a problem. It also doesn't benefit everybody, right? It just benefits people that have outstanding loans for 10 years, and maybe, if you're lucky, 60% of those people. So what do you do for everybody else Yeah, is the question. And it goes on to say that forced to choose between student loan forgiveness favored by some prominent Democrats, but taboo to most re Republicans, and bankruptcy reform, many Republicans opted for the latter during the hearing. So they have bipartisan support for this bill. Which is great. Right, it's great. Um, while I don't support cancellation of all student debt, I can't think of very many good reasons to keep students with massive amounts of debt as lifelong serfs of banks and lifelong serfs of universities by not allowing them to discharge a bankruptcy of their debt under appropriate circumstances. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, a leading proponent of student loan cancellation, as we very well know, said that fundamental, uh, the, student, the bankruptcy system is fundamentally wrong. Uh, she went on to say that I've been introducing student loan bankruptcies for a long time. Oh, this is Durbin again. This is the first time 
it's been bipartisan. With this bill, we see a growing bipartisan consensus that the status quo is not working and that we need student loan bankruptcy reform. Absolutely. One appealing aspect of the bill, according to Luliano, is that the legislation addresses the fundamental issue of tuition inflation by making schools reimburse the federal government when students discharge their loans via bankruptcy. Schools are selling a product for a price, and that price needs to match what these students get out of it, said Corin. That's why the second part of the bill creates a limited risk-sharing framework for schools, but enough students default on their loans and fail to continue to repay them. I mean, I think that's absolutely brilliant because mm -hmm. it's like you are, I'm taking these loans out because you're, this sounds entitled, but you're mm -hmm. promising me this education that's going to help me get this job and, mm -hmm. and have a good life and be able to pay these things and also pay these student loans back. So if you don't deliver on that to the point where I, cannot pay these loans back that I got to get your education, you should absolutely have some of the responsibility. Shouldn't just all fall on the federal government. I mean, I can agree with that to the point where it's too expensive. The loan is just way too expensive. Yeah. Or the, the tuition the is tuition. way too expensive. So. I mean, I don't think that you getting the education should equate to you getting a job and a good paying job that would be able to pay off the loan. Well, because that's up that's to you. That's up bit. to you where you live, the market. But I don't think they should be having tuition that is ridiculously too high. But I mean, that's the goal of going to college. So I just right. feel like if you're selling me something and I don't get that return on investment, then you should be responsible for that to an extent. Obviously, it's not totally on them, but. Right, 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 right. I mean, I just say it's it's on you because sometimes, you know, getting a job comes down to you as well. You might have the education, but maybe you're just in a field that's very, um, you know, there's it, there's just very limited jobs. That's fair. But again, it... I get what you're saying. It uh, it, it gives more, more responsibility across the board instead of just, like, focused on one aspect. So. Right. And it's great because it is hopefully going to help lower student loans. Lower student loans, lower tuition prices, everything. So, mm -hmm. But with the case being that only, what was it, 1.73 million borrowers out of the total, oh, I, I don't even, how many student loans, what does this say here? 44.7 million borrowers on student loans, and only 1.7 million of them have outstanding loans over 10 years. Mm -hmm. My thought is, will it really decrease tuition that much if only a fraction of these people can't pay off their loans? So yeah, we're not they really going to be getting good data. Well, my thought is they'll try to get it as high as they possibly can, right? So what if these 1.7 million are the PhD students or whatever who took out, like, hundred thousand dollars in loans mm -hmm. right whereas everyone else is taking out fifty thousand dollars in loans and so well maybe they say well then we can push it to eighty thousand and that's good enough because we eliminate that 1.7 million that we'll have to pay for but we still get it to a a a, a rate that people are able to pay at least within 10 years yeah 
I don't know. I guess time will tell. Time will tell. We'll have to see. In 10 years, our kids will be yelling at us about, well, why did you institute this bankruptcy policy? <laughs> well, hopefully we're going to get some some other good policies instituted for, for student loans at some point. Mm -hmm. So I think it's helpful. I'm just playing devil's advocate at this point. Uh, yeah, it annoys me when you do that. So. I know, I know. But let us know what you think in the comments down below. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Or you just flat out hate us? Either is fine. Both is fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, make sure to like, subscribe, share, follow. And we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.